This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. Not everything metal was created equal. What an ugly thing to say. The Metal Sucks Podcast. Shiggity Chuck and Godless attempt to bring order to chaos or just make stupid jokes about dumb people. Stupid. A person below normal intelligence. This is the Metal Sucks Podcast. Greetings and salutations, my fine metal friends. Welcome to another edition of the Metal Sucks Podcast. How are you doing? I'm Chuck. And I'm Godless. And this is your weekly examination of all things metal, the Metal Sucks Podcast. How are you doing? Hey, uh, we're back. Uh, we had a little bit of a break there over the holiday weekend here in the U.S., so uh, happy to be back with you. And this episode is going to be a banger, I'll tell you that. But first, make sure we got to give you all the specs. iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcast, make sure you subscribe. Because that way, this podcast comes directly to you. You don't have to worry about signing it down or finding it. And you can actually leave a couple of stars, maybe uh, help people find it as well. That would be kind of cool. You know, pass it on. And you can also find us on social media. I'm at Bearded Ape. I'm at Godless Speaks. Godless Speaks on Facebook and Spotify. And if you want to find us on Instagram, at Chuck and Godless. And ChuckandGodless.com would be our Patreon page if you want to go there. We did have an episode last week, but it was just a special yes, one for our Patreon uh, people. It might have been my favorite episode that we've ever done. I had so much fun. Uh, we did have a good time just uh, BSing on that one, didn't we? It wasn't even bullshit. That was the best yeah, part. Is it actually was like we, I, we had a good topic. It was and it, it was it, it was almost old school in a way because you said it was like forty five minutes or something. Yeah, because right? we didn't uh, and we didn't have a guest. It was just us talking for for forty five minutes. Oh, so yeah. Man. So, yeah, if you are a Patreon subscriber, you got a hold of that one, and only our Patreon subscribers. So make sure you check out ChuckandGodless.com. You know, throw in a buck or two, and uh, we would appreciate it because, you know, it helps us uh, further the cause, if you will. That's all it takes. In this episode, the best of 2016 so far. Uh, so we're going to have a printed list, hopefully, uh, here at MetalSucks.net. But, uh, of course, this one uh, will be your audio version of the best of. We invited uh, Rob from Metal Injection in. He's going to be in later to tell us about his top five to get another perspective on some of the other albums. He, his list differs uh, on a few from ours, I'm sure. Uh, he differs from my list in one significant way. He's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't. Ha- I actually see eye to eye on almost everything he's got there. I mean, uh, uh, we're gonna have some fun now, aren't we? Yeah, well, yeah, it's gonna be a good time. So, yeah, well, we'll give you a couple extra songs this episode. So, uh, you might want to might want to pay attention to uh, these because this could indicate some of the ones that are gonna wind up on the top twenty at the end of the year. I don't know, or maybe it's a few things that you might have missed. And didn't even notice that uh, that that were out there. And you need to pay attention because I I posted it on Twitter to go like what anybody had out there uh, that I might have missed because you know sometimes you just never know, right? There's, there's stuff uh, happening all the time, and I miss something or don't give it enough of a chance or you know that happens all the time. So I had a bunch of people list stuff on Twitter for me, and and there was uh, there was some winners and some losers. Uh, that were in there and uh, definitely informed a few of the ones that I had on here. I would say at least half of my list people had listed back to me, which was kind of cool. You've got a bunch of sycophants in your Facebook feed. That's well, that's, uh, that's good to know. Well, either that or they're getting their new music from the Metal Sucks podcast and listening to us hey, and taking our advice, which is uh, you know not a bad thing either. So that's kind of a good deal. 
So where do we begin? Do we want to just like well, start I, listening them out? What do you want to do? No, well, I just wanted to, you know, sort of there, there's been a theme to this year for me so far, and that's been sort of like this combination of disappointment and surprise mm. because I had huge expectations for the new Cavellar tech, yeah. the new Gojira, yeah. some pretty good expectations for Deftones, uh, Megadeth, Anthrax, uh, After the Burial, a bunch of them. And, and you know, kind of like each one of those albums, for one reason or another, just kind of missed me. I just didn't get it. And, and so... Uh, those disappointments made it so that I, when I thought about this year so far, I was like, geez, you would think that I wasn't as entertained by metal this year as I have been. But truth of the matter is there's a bunch of bands that I had written off or that I'd, I, I'd, uh, I'd never heard of before or, 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 you know, that sort of thing that I just, they blew me away with albums. And I love the fact that it came from unexpected directions this year. Yeah. And that is a good thing. And, and I mean, I think that the, you're right about some of those, uh, some of those records you listed that, that I had much greater hopes for them. But I also think that that's part of the reason why you get so disappointed or it doesn't, it, it just doesn't hold up as well because you were expecting so much from it. And, you know, you start to go, oh, when you hear it, you go, well, okay. If it might have been their first record or something you didn't expect and heard it from left field, maybe maybe you'd think about it differently. Your expectations are high, and then you get it's mediocre. Then you know you really just don't even think about it. But but I mean, if it's the greatest band in metal are hooking you up with new music, you, you, there's no way you don't go. Uh, can't wait for that one. You I know, know what I mean? But, yeah, but and but, then you know, and you then get I your get hopes it, up, and I'm though. like. What the uh, I, wow, Voivod sound pretty good nowadays. You know, that was my reaction. <laughs> well, but it's also, I think about it like the, de- the death magnetic, the Metallica thing. It's like, well, my expectations were decidedly low. Like, they were, like, there's no way this record could be any good. So, when I got it, you go, oh. Well, it's not. That's not too bad. That's that's pretty good, you know. And it's like, all right, that's a, so you. It depends on where your expectations are set. Like, if I think the new Anthrax record is going to be terrible, and then it turns out being halfway decent, it's like, oh, all right, cool. You know, that's a good thing. If I think it's going to be the tits, and it turns out to be mediocre, then I'm disappointed. You know, so I'm a, I'm a glass half empty guy. So. Yeah, that's yeah. A, that's kind of how I roll. <laughs> yeah, nah. so the way I look at it is, I, I disappoint everybody that I come across. So I got to find <laughs> some way to reverse that in my own life. Oh, uh, well, start disappointing people with your list. You go ahead and uh, and, and kick it off. <laughs> well, well, all right. So, so talking about uh, uh, bands that came out of nowhere, were written off, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Actually, I'm going to start with those bands that uh, like. I, I was looking forward to those albums and they, they actually delivered and maybe even exceeded my expectations. And they both were kind of uh, th- that post-hardcore vibe. And they are polar. Uh, they got uh, their new album's called No Cure, No Saviors, mm-hmm. sort of post-hardcore from, uh, uh, from England. Uh, I loved their last album, but uh, I thought that it, it sort of lacked a, a focus. It was like there was one... It's almost the way I felt like it was like there was one really, really uh, smart, creative person in the band. And then there was like another guy in the band who kept on going, no, I don't like that. No, I don't like that. And then they came up with an album that was sort of like had all these really good ideas that just weren't followed through on. Um, This new album. No, it's just it's got like three like really awesome 
post-hardcore mosh pit tracks and the rest of it is really really solid uh and then uh, the new walls of jericho is is like almost like a wall uh a mirror image uh, of the polar album in some some ways they've been gone for a number of years uh from detroit michigan and they just you know freaking awesome uh uh just angry is all get out post-hardcore i love the new walls of jericho mm-hmm. Yeah, that's uh, okay. I, I I can get with you on a couple of those. Now, now the one thing that I have to notice, uh, like I've seen your list, right? Like like you sent the, you sent me a list of what yours are, and I was looking at you know comparing the two, and I think we cross on two bands out of ten each, uh, and that's it. Because, and I don't know why that is. Maybe we just have different tastes. But uh, but what what's floating my boat right now is is almost completely opposite of stuff like that because I, I've been listening to uh, I've been listening to a couple bands that are much grindier than that if you will uh, the new Magruder grind which is uh, is is one of my one of my favorites of this year you know obviously it is it's fast it's dirty it's nasty it's awesome it's called two. Uh, and it's one of their best, one of their best. And I got to see them on this tour and they're just as nasty as all get out. They, and they have, they have been, and it fits in well with, uh, the new nails, which, uh, Rob and I will talk a little bit more, you know, later about that one, uh, because the new nails, uh, you will never be one of us is probably, if not damn close to the best record of the year. Uh, but I am a, I am a decided fanboy of that, uh, of that band. So I can't, you know, I, I, I almost can't judge it correctly because I feel like I'm, I'm too much of a fan. So, uh, you know, but it's so brilliant, but we talk more about that later with Rob. Uh, so I don't want to get too much into it here. Well, they're both those bands are, are to me are almost like, uh, they're, they're almost more aesthetic than they are song. You know, they've got in some ways. Their aesthetic is so incredibly uh, uh, unique and awesome <laughs> that it almost doesn't matter what they do underneath it, you know. But you know, meanwhile, with both Magruder Grind and the Nails record, they do have some good songs on there mm-hmm. uh, with under that aesthetic. I, I agree; they're both both good albums, um, but better albums <laughs> <laughs> from bands that just like i mean the aesthetic is very very different obviously but they're also but much more more focused on songs and just delivering awesome yeah just with great hooks and the, you know all that stuff and that's the new textures that i absolutely love um phenotype oh, is what it's called i forgot about that one shit yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh i see stars treehouse mm. i mean it's i know it, it crosses over into that like you know uh uh you Poppy know thing. is it is yeah. it metal is it not whole thing i don't care it's heavy and it's great and and those guys know how to write some re- but you know you take a, a lot of what textures do who nobody would argue that textures is not a, a a great metal album nobody can argue that right yeah and and i don't hear too much difference between what they're doing and what i see stars are doing in the new album they both have a really really great sense of melody and a sense of uh, a song structure that just to me is just addictive well, I think the I see stars where where I fall off a little bit is that it's just a little poppier for my taste than than what I would uh what, what I like to hear it, and I, and I it's just not what I'm 
personally into. I get why I definitely get why you would like it and why people would like it and it's enjoyable. Uh, you know, good songs, but not my definitely not my thing, especially about as far away from uh, nails and the grind as you can get to yeah, uh, aesthetically. But uh, the textures. Yeah, I forgot about that one is uh, that 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 could have been on my list as well, because that's a that is a great album. It really is, man. Uh, now, let's see on mine. Uh, I don't think I have anything that's even close to like matching anything like that. Uh, but oh, I would probably go with my. Uh, my death core prog thing that goes on here. One of these is on your list as well. But uh, Fallujah, we talk about that with Rob because that was on Rob's list. And we'll talk about Dreamless later because it's a brilliant album. Uh, But Flesh Got Apocalypse with their latest one called King. Uh, that one is one of my personal favorites of the year because I was not, I, it's another one of those points where I didn't have like very high expectations. I was, I was hedging them, especially after we went on 70,000 tons of metal and saw them and, and were blown away. Uh, mm-hmm. but then just they, uh, I mean, I can't, I can't resist it. This new, the new record is so amazing. Like they just keep continuing on. And with the live performance to back it up, that that is just incredible. I you can't go wrong with the Flesh God. You just can't. Yeah, yeah. Now I'm going to assume that the second album that we agree on is the new Asking Alexandria because that might be <laughs> the best no metal album of the year so far. No. Might be. We don't agree on so that. good. Nah. How, how is that possible? But no, how is that possible? I, but I see why. I, I know why. I I know why. I get it. I listen to it, and it's not a bad record. It really isn't a bad album, and I can't. I, I'm not disqualifying it. It's just not my. Uh, it's not what I listen to. You know, it's it's not totally in my wheelhouse. But I to- I totally understand why people love it. It, it is it is good. It's damn good. So then it must be the new Architects. All our gods have abandoned us, which is also absolutely the most impressive album of their career by a long shot but also like just one of the best releases of the of the year so far without a doubt right yeah possibly one of the top five records of the year for sure because uh i mean it is it's it's catchy like it's got that pop sensibility but doesn't allow itself to turn to the dark side, <laughs> you know, like, like asking Alexandria, <laughs> like I see stars, like I see stars, and asking Alexandria, you know, like it's got that sensibility as far as what they do songwriting and melody wise, but it just doesn't, it doesn't go all the way. And I think that this is like their best effort, obviously, that they've ever had, and it's it's brilliant. You know, all your gods have abandoned us is just such a good record, and people are just, if you haven't checked that one out, that for sure is going to be a top five for, for this year. I, I'm not, I, I don't think I'm allowed to say anymore that I am gay for the new uh, Architects <laughs> album. So <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if we ever figured out whether that was legit or not. Or that's okay. I, I don't think it's legit. I got enough uh, uh, Twitter comments you, okay. and stuff that all I, right, cool. I, I think I'm suspending it for the time. Okay, <laughs> all right, good times. Well, all right. So the the the, the next thing I was going to say is th- that I'm sure you forgot, and I'm hoping that you didn't. Is the new material from Protest the Hero, the um, uh, Pacific Myth series? No, I didn't. Which wasn't that. released as an album, but man, those songs are awesome. I mean, to me, it's it's if see, this is the thing is that the story of those songs and the way they released them 
overshadowed the songs themselves. If the songs themselves have been released in a way that everybody found conventional and everybody could just, you know, take their eye off of what's really important and that's the, the future of, of the music economy and instead just focus on the songs, I think everybody else would be like all over the Pacific Myth stuff too. But I, it, hopefully it'll come when they re-release it to the general public. But I loved I loved the the subscription model. It was a lot of fun, and it, it's just man, what leadership on those guys' part to uh, to really push the envelope on how their music was being released. And then the other leader is the way I look at it in music right now. I, I didn't think that this album would be so great. I didn't think I'd love it so much. Is Generation Doom by Otep. Oh my God, she's angry. She's she's just a born leader. I don't know what it is about how she delivers what she does, but it just it, it's forward thinking. It's forward looking. It's take no prisoners and follow me. And I just love it. I do love that woman. She is damn good. I mean, like she's awesome. If not, if nothing else, like musically, love or hate or whatever. Uh, she speaks her mind, speaks from the heart. It com- it comes from a place of truth and honor, and that's what I love about her more than anything else. Is that that's what it's a, that's what it's really about with her, and th- and there is no bullshit with that. You know what I mean? And that that I totally appreciate. And, and see, you know, I go a step farther because I think she the way she then delivers it is with such passion that it's just almost incomparable. Yeah. And and the music behind it, the songs behind it, I I spun that album constant after it was released. Uh, I loved loved almost every minute of it. Now I disqualify Protest the Hero a little bit just because it's an EP, but uh, you know that's that that's just me. So as far as album goes, you know that's kind of the because I had I had a. Uh, agoraphobic nosebleed on there but i was like it's really an ep so okay well definitely so for me i got a couple of bands that are euro metal that would uh that fall into this one i love the new isan ishan however the hell you pronounce it the arctis oh Oh, man that one you know not just after we interviewed him like i i had kind of been listening to a little leading up to our interview before we had him on the podcast and I, it stuck with me, man. Like the the more I listen to it, the more it stuck with me. That Heafy track is just amazing, man. There's like some really really good stuff on Arctis, and I, I I mean that's one. If you haven't given that one another chance, I think you really need to check that out. Uh, you know, if, is it for fans of Emperor? Probably not. But uh, but as far as what he's done, I think that's his most uh, most accessible work um, that uh, that he's done. And it's just it's got it's just good. It's fabulous. It is. Uh, also on that list was uh, Borknagar, uh, as far as Euro metal goes, and a lot of people m- might not have seen the Winter Thrice album that that popped through, but that was one that that band. I don't know how you can. It's I don't want to call them folk metal because it's not quite that. It doesn't quite go that far, uh, but. They're another one that, you know, tell a great story. They're, they put together some really great songs. It's, it's epic in the way it sounds. Like it just, it, it, it's got this just, uh, like, I don't know. I, I, I want to say it's like a we are the champion sort of like raw, you know, anth- anthemic sort of thing that they've got, uh, in the way that they feel. And this new record is, uh, does not disappoint. And then I would also throw as far as Euro metal in there, my Amon Amarth, Joms Viking. This is one of their best records since like Fate, uh, Fate of Norns, I think, uh, from those guys. I really dug the new record from them. Do you feel like, uh, people are really getting behind that album or do you think that people are just letting it, 
let slide. I don't know. I Which haven't one? gotten any vibe. The the new Amanda Marth. Uh, I think people are are. I, I think they're kind of in the middle of the middle on it because I think they don't know what to, to what to do with the concept record. You know, and I think if you pull the if you don't look at it as a concept record and you piece it as a as song by song, the songs themselves are individually great. Uh, but then when you add the story, the overarching story to it, it adds another dimension to it, which is kind of cool. But I don't think it's even necessary to know that that's part of it. I, I think the songs individually are, are some of the best songs they've written uh, in a decade, at least. So, you know, and, and I'm a big fan of Twilight of the Thunder God and a lot of the other stuff. But this is this one is probably one of my favorites that they've ever done. So, yeah, I'm kind of into that. Yeah, uh, you know, I uh, we both agreed on uh, Flesh God Apocalypse. What I love about that is it, that album is just it, the you know the future of metal is secure. When you hear that album, yeah. you go, "It's okay, we're going to be okay." Uh, but then the other album that I got turned on to uh, just on Bandcamp, and it's just this guy doing demos and the whole thing, but he's thinking about the future he's melding new genres together to come up with something new you haven't heard before i can't wait to share this with everybody it's zeal and ardor um i've had it on like just eterna spin lately uh devil is fine he's trying to take like old blues work songs Mm -hmm. and meld it with black metal that's the guy you you sent this to me yeah it it is freaking amazing and it you know it's it's what I love part of what I love about it is that it's raw idea at the moment. Yeah. And I don't know if I ever want it to be anything more than that. It might be just perfect the way it is. I'm not sure. But if there is something more that can be developed with it, I'm in the front row. You know, I mm. cannot wait because it's finally somebody going, hey, why hasn't anybody tried this before? You know, and then doing it and it and it's 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 cool as shit. So <laughs> I can't wait till everybody hears this. Yeah. Well, probably the last couple that I have on my list are uh, one that I've talked about for a while, the Tooth Grinder record, um, the you know the Nocturnal Masquerade. That one, uh, you can agree with me that they are uh, yes. good looking guys. Uh, if nothing else, you know, they got they got big muscles and stuff, but they that, that album is like number 11 on my list. I, I and, and I might have to go back to it and, and see where it rises back up again. I love that album. Because if I remember right, this is their debut record, right? Like their first full length album. If I remember if it's in my head correctly, I may be wrong about that. But uh, no, yeah. uh, but man, uh, it's just out of the gate. It is brutal and just kicks ass and i just from the moment i heard it i was into it and never got out of it and then followed it up with seeing them at south by southwest and was like oh my god okay this is awesome so yeah these guys uh have definitely got some going i cannot wait for like the future to see what they can do with this because i think it's going to grow into something even better but i can't discount nocturnal masquerade as being one of my favorites of the year and then let's do the one that i'm going to play uh, because this is one that I keep bringing up. Like people ask me about stuff, like what's good right now, what I'm listening to right now. Uh, is the band is this band that I say almost every single time? Uh, Primitive Weapons, the new the new album from Primitive Weapons, which is not really new. I guess it came out earlier this year, February ish, something like that, March. Uh, the Future of Death is the name of the album, and Primitive Weapons. This this. This is just, it's brilliant. It really is. Did you ever check that out? Like, check out the, the whole haven't. record? You got to no, listen to this I've record. Only, 
Yeah, see, the, the, how I listen to my music is that I throw on all the new releases, uh, individual tracks on Spotify, and just let it spin while I do other stuff. And then, you know, every once in a while my head picks up and I go, oh, well, I got to listen to all that. And then I'll put it back in the queue or I'll find more stuff to listen to. And I, I know I've heard it. I've heard the songs, but uh, it never spun my head around yet mm. on an individual track basis. So now I'm going to go and listen to the whole thing. All right. Well, if you're uh, tired of listening to us drone for about 20 minutes about our favorite records how about i uh, see if i can raise your ears with a little bit of primitive weapons here ashes or paradise on the metal sucks podcast
love listening to podcasts. That's why you're listening to your favorite one right now. How about streaming music? Goes without saying, right? What happens when you combine one of the Internet's premier streaming audio sites and your favorite Jabberjaw Media podcast? Gold, I tell you. Check out Adobe.com for some great streaming music. And every single Thursday from 5 to 8 p.m. is the Jabberjaw Media block featuring the Modern Vinyl podcast and Break It Down with Matt Carter. That's just the beginning. Adobe will be bringing you more of what you want, great music, and great podcast powered by Jabberjaw Media. That's I-D-O-B-I, Adobe.com. is that I mean you just hear it and it's like why I love great ideas great ideas are the ones that haven't been thought of before but should have I like you know? it I like it when they finish them though that's that it's, it still feels like it needs something like it's not quite <laughs> not quite there but I, I hear what you hear like I, I totally hear exactly what you're saying but I'm like oh I just want I just want it to be a little more polished but that's you know that's just me 
but see, the po- it's just like early black metal itself. The polish might ruin it. Yeah. It might. Okay. It yeah. might. But then again, it might be exactly what it needs, uh, you know, and so therefore, but I, I don't know. And and that's that to me is the excitement around it, you know. And I, I mean, t- people send me links to Bandcamp stuff all the time. But, you know, that was one where I go, whoa, 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 whoa. You know, yeah. this is this something is, different. Uh, like you can feel it. Yeah. So there's something different about it. Yeah. What was the name of the song? Um, Devil is fine. Devil That's is fine. Track yeah. one. Yeah, right, I mean, right. and but you can listen to the whole album free on Bandcamp. It's not on Spotify. Zeal and Ardor. So it's Z E A L Ardor A R D O R. All right, you so gotta find it. If you're tired of listening to the two of us BS about our favorite records, we decided to have another expert come out of the show with us. And uh, you know who else could we get? But from the Metal Injection Livecast and MetalInjection.net, Rob. I, you, you've got a pretty good uh, eye on the ball. What's going on right now, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I write about metal every day, so it's hard to get one past me, right, guys? <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I've been reading like constantly all this stuff about how hard rock and metal and everything's coming back. Do you feel that sort of sense of things? Like, do you get that from from injection? Uh, I, I have seen those stories, and I always just roll my eyes. It just seems like propaganda. I know, right? But I will, like, I feel like metal now is more socially accepted than it's ever been since maybe the 80s, Mm. in the sense that, like, everyone is into the metal style or, 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 you know, the metal language, you know, like, like Justin Bieber's wearing Metallica, or, yeah, Metallica shirts. And I'm pretty sure, like, Metallica just sent him over a truckload of shirts to wear uh, Kim Kardashian and Kanye West are wearing like mega shirts. And like, she had this like super rare Metallica shirt that she was spotted in. And it's like, it's becoming very fashionable mm-hmm. to, to be heavy metal to the point where uh, actually last week, Harper's Bazaar, which is a very, very big fashion magazine. It's like the second biggest behind Vogue said that the look of the summer for women is like a cutoff metal tee and like, overpriced trousers it's pretty crazy so in that sense i think it's it is bigger than ever in terms of awareness but at the same time what they were it seemed like what they were talking about was almost you know reality number wise as far as like concert uh you know like concert listings uh ticket sales for some of these big festivals you know rock Oklahoma and rock in the range and some of those and and referencing that kind of thing where we're seeing right. starting to see actual numbers backing that up not just the the style making it boiling to the top either yeah no uh i mean i would i would agree with that just because these all these festivals these danny wilmer presents festivals are popping up and uh they're doing really really big numbers in in pretty big markets that don't have much metal now especially with mayhem fest not going on anymore they're really taking that spot and yeah putting together big numbers and i think it really speaks to the loyalty of uh, metal and hard rock fans uh, in the sense that they want, you know, we want to go out and see these shows live. And I think that's why they always strive. If you have a pretty strong lineup and some good headliners, uh, I think it'll definitely work. Yeah. I love the way you, you preface that. It, it speaks to the loyalty of uh, of metal audiences and that they didn't go to see shit last year, but for some reason they're all coming around this year. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about Oh, loyalty. well, I mean, I, that's not how I... <laughs> That's not how I, I mean, was that, I didn't read the, that billboard no, story. That's how I, that's where I thought you were going with it. And that's not where you went. <laughs> oh, no, no. I just mean like, 
metalheads be i feel like with there's you know with like rap and and pop music and edm it's so ubiquitous that you don't have to go to a live show because it's just everywhere on tv and commercials whatever with metal you have to like find your tribe and go seek it out a little more than these other uh, venues, which is why I think these festivals do so well, because for some of these markets, they don't get very many metal shows. Yeah, yeah, that's true, especially. And that's kind of what a lot of that reference was in some of the other articles, too, is how the Midwest is neglected in a lot of cases with with touring because of its vast wasteland in between cities and things like that. You don't get as many tours that pop through uh, those mid markets. So these big festivals are kind of taking their place and finding big homes in in the midwest which is seems odd but it makes sense at the same time you know it's kind of hard for a band to commit you know blindly to touring some of these markets where there really isn't any history for them and i I understand completely because it's a lot of the investment so with these festivals at least it's like a you know like getting the best of all the worlds together so you at least know that you'll be playing to a healthy amount of people and you get a nice guarantee and then i'm all for it yeah so let's is start a situation oh. was there a situation where the work uh you know to get the work visas for european international bands to come to the states it's gotten so expensive that getting a festival with the resources to just cover your visa and and you can come to that festival and maybe do a little tour you know on the way in or out is part of what's making that possible for those bands or is that just not a factor at all i'm sure i'm sure like for some of these smaller you know mid-sized bands from europe you know those guarantees are helping get them over here uh but the bigger problem is just what's going on in europe with their visas where it's like such a hassle where all these bands are you know like i I'm not really too familiar with the process, but from what I see, it's like a very last minute thing where you have to have the tour book, you have to have promise from promoters and everything that you're going to be making money, and then you can apply for your visa. Mm-hmm. And then some of these bands are getting rejected at the very last minute. So what turns into a possibly profitable situation instead becomes a very unprofitable situation because then you have to cancel all of those flights and 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 you know lose out on those deposits or whatever uh and so you these bands end up losing money because of these visa situations overseas which honestly i know nothing about well one thing you do know about is good metal and let's start talking about the best metal albums of the year so far so where do you want to start the album that i keep going back to i recently got purchased a car which uh living in new york is kind of a big deal (laughs) uh and i noticed that it expanded my metal listening because, uh, you know, just being in the car, it's so much, it's for me the optimal place to listen to heavy metal because I could blast it as loud as I want and not give a crap <laughs> about, you know, offending neighbors or, or, or whatever. Uh, and the album that I blast the most in my car right now is the new one from Gojira, Magma. Mm, good one. And those guys just never disappoint. They're so, so good. And this album is just another step in the right direction. Really, uh, not to brag, but I was invited to a, a listening party a few months ago at the band's studio. Their new studios here in New York, Silver Cup Studio, or Silver Court Studio, I should say. And first of all, it was so surreal because usually listening parties are at a bar 
and it's basically just the album is playing in the background while you're just hanging out with your friends. You can't even hear the album because everyone's chatty and everything. Yeah. But this was in their studio. It was a very intimate thing. There was only about like 10 to 15 journalists, and the band was there, and it was actually a listening party. Like you, you essentially had to listen, or if you started talking, it'd be kind of rude, you know? Yeah. Especially with the band there, it was a little, I felt a little self conscious of like, all right, I really need to like focus here i can't let them see me like lose focus but uh thankfully the album was so good that it that it was really easy to keep my focus on it well i was gonna say that's gotta be that's gotta be a bitch too when you're like going well what luckily it didn't suck but you know at the same time yeah what if it did right if it was was like completely fucking terrible it'd be like oh man sorry i I gotta say i'm glad i wasn't in that room because i would have been making some funny faces that is not the Gojira album I was anticipating. Now I'm I'm willing to give them all the credit in the world for trying a new direction, but this is not Levant Sauvage Part Two. No, it's definitely new. Thing. And I will say, uh, when I heard the first track, which is titled "The Shooting Star," uh, I was I was a little worried because it's honestly my least favorite track on the album, and I usually skip it <laughs> when playing because it's just all like clean vocal. It, it's the least sounding. Go, it's the least Gojira sounding Gojira song they've ever done. Yeah, and I'm not I'm not exactly a fan of it. And I was really worried, like, oh no, is this what the whole album is going to sound like? <laughs> it's going to be like this mellow, clean vocal, like almost like indie rock. And I'm like, man, we're we're in it for another like 45 minutes. But thankfully, the next song, Silvera, kicked in, and it was like, okay, this is the Gojira that I know. This That's is the Gojira that I expected. And, and the rest of the album is, is really really good, and I really like it. And you know. Gojira always had, you know, non-screaming vocals. I, I, I don't know, clean, but whatever, singing, whatever, whatever the term is. Uh, but with this track, it was definitely like uh, unlike any other thing they did. The shooting star I'm talking about, and I don't know if I liked it, but the rest of the album I love. So, what, what's next on the list here? All right, the uh, next album will be uh, Mantar, Ode to the Flame. A- oh, good one a two-piece band from Europe. And actually, my partner, Mental Injection, Frank, uh, turned me on to these guys, and our buddy uh, manages them. And uh, they're the best dudes, and they make the best uh, simplistic, and I don't want to make simplistic seem like a knock. It's just like, I should say, not simplistic, uh, stripped down we call it min- we call it minimalist you know minimalist death and roll exactly it's just like all, just the essentials and i love it and they're one of the most fun bands to watch live which you would think just two guys might get kind of boring but they bring so much energy to their shows and it, and i feel like uh this new album ode to the flame uh is a great successor to their uh last album and they're just really really doing well and like kicking ass yeah did you was was it was it a couple of years ago? Did you guys have them on South by Southwest or did yes, Metal? Yeah. Yes. That's where I first saw those dudes and was like, holy shit, this is crazy with the, with the two, two guys and was, was blown away by it. And this, uh, yeah, I agree with you on the new one. Yeah. We, I believe it was la- last year, South by Southwest show that we had. Okay. That was their first, uh, us performance was at our show, which we were really excited about. And I was kind of being a fanboy at that show because while they were setting up, I saw David Frick from Rolling Stone magazine. And oh, yeah. If, yeah. if you don't know who he is, I mean, you, you've definitely seen him on like VH1 recap shows. Forever. If you Google his name, you'll 
instantly recognize him. And I'm like, what the hell is this guy doing at my showcase? <laughs> and so I uh, walked up to him and I was like, hey, man, uh, thanks for coming. This is actually a metal injection showcase. And I'm one of the guys that, that run metal injection. I was just curious, like, what bands are you here for? And he was like, oh, the one band I'm here for is Mantar, which like I asked a bunch of guys, you know, hey, I'm going to be at South by Southwest. What bands did I check out? And multiple people told me this is the band you need to check out. And I was blown away by that. That's kind of awesome. Uh, and it's as good recorded? I think yeah, so. Yeah. They, they deliver. Yeah. They totally deliver. And they bring that energy to the record. I will compare it to uh, it's kind of in the same uh, realm as Kveller Tech. They're kind of going for the same thing. Yeah. But I. Uh, I'm not too big on on this most recent Color Tech album, and I'm really big on this new Mantar album. I agree with you there. Mm. Now, another one that was uh, on your list and was kind of a sleeper for me at first, and it grew on me as it went, was the new Fallujah. Oh, man. Uh, I was talking about my car earlier. That was the first album I played in my car, and I blasted it so loud. I got – and uh, it's it's great. What I love about Fallujah – is like they're the band that the faceless should have been. Mm, good band. Like uh, five, six years ago, or maybe now even long, like eight years ago when the faceless came around, I was like, this is the future of life. You know, these guys are getting it. They're throwing in prog and, and like these jazz bits and then bringing in the death metal and the tech stuff. And, and like, I really liked what they were doing. But then, like, I, I don't know what's going on with the faces. You know, like they're yeah. kind of they're kind of being very inconsistent now, and and it's hard to be a fan of theirs, especially with all the the. I don't know what's going. On. I don't want to. I don't want to. No spec. Yeah, no speculation. You know, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I love that band, and I really hope. What are you talking about? Speculation. Rob knows everything that's going on. <laughs> he ain't speculating. He's just not sharing. <laughs> uh, but Fallujah, these guys have their shit together. They're super tight live, and uh, I, I, I'm so into it. I saw them open for Black Dahlia Murder recently, and you know, I, like they kind of stole the show for me. They're so they're so good, and they're really taking that like West Coast technical death metal sound and and, and, and like really nailing it and putting their own spin on it. And this is just dreamless. It's such a great album, and what I love about it is. Uh, their vocalist Alex Hoffman isn't trying to do any clean vocals. <laughs> He's just doing straight up death metal vocals, and the, they do have clean vocals on this. I will say, but they uh, brought in some girl. I'm not really. I don't have my research ready, but I like. It was very tasteful how they did it. I, and it's a. And I feel like it's a different record than uh, was it. Uh, uh, Flesh prevails was the last one. Yeah, like, like agree. I feel like it has a little less of that it doesn't wander as much as the last record. Uh, it's a little more yeah. focused and a little tighter than, than that album is. And, but it's still got some of the same feel like you're talking about. Agreed. Yeah. It's, it, it has that f- familiarity that like, Oh, this is a Fallujah record, but they're still offering something new. And I think all of their like progs, all their noodling, <laughs> so to speak is very tasteful and like it makes sense in the context of the song they're not just like all right we need a we need a jazz interlude here let's throw it in yeah. like it's like no 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 it, it it fits what they're trying to do and i i dig it yeah it's not just like hey let's throw this little intro in there My, it'll sound neat yeah it, it, yeah it, I'm, all, I'm so against intro tracks by the way i just want to hop on the soapbox like 
please save me two minutes of my life and just get to the first track. All right. <laughs> right. That's right. Like, yeah, that not, acoustic intros have got to die. Just, yeah, just get to the track. Just like, yep. you know, maybe like I'm fine with uh, like, like noodly acoustic outros. Like the Gojira album has like a, a, a weird little track as their last track. That's fine because by that point I'm like, I'm home. I'm about to park. Uh, I could use a, a little come down from, from the awesome album. But at the beginning, I think it sets a bad first impression. Just get to it. Yeah. When you're watching porn, that's called the guilt phase. That's, uh, you know, the top. <laughs> this is the, that's it. That's a great way to phrase it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> now, another one that didn't change much, I would say, on your list, and uh, I'm a huge, I am a huge fanboy of Nails. And I can't not love anything they do, and yes, and I and just this new record is. I think it's more of the same, just brutality that they that but they were doing. But as a compliment, like, so, totally. Nails- Nails is a band that you don't want to see evolve. Exactly. Nails is a band that you want a Nails record, like in the same way that you always want a Slayer record to sound like Slayer. Although, to be honest, I haven't really <laughs> yeah, yeah, liked the Slayer record in a while. But bad example. But Nails, you know, they're what I love about them is they're kind of a throwback band to like crossover like '80s, early '90s bands. But it still sounds new, and the production is so good, and they. I don't know how they manage to bottle all of that anger and frustration that they have into this music, but it works so well, and it is the the perfect road rage album. <laughs> it's Kurt. I mean, it's it's totally Kurt yeah. Blue. I mean, if, if, he's a genius. Anything he does, I, I always like. I mean, like the and well, just this particular style is exactly what he does the best. Right. Yeah. And like it, it just I've I've never heard anybody anybody else be able to kind of capture that lightning in a bottle sort of thing like you're talking about. But he's able to pull that live sound that they have and get it to perform on the album, which is incredible. So, and I, what a great producer he is because it's like he'll work with a band like Nails, totally nail their sound, get their their aura across in the record, and then he'll work with a band like High on Fire, who. I mean, comparable, sure, but like totally different sound than Nails. Yeah. And, and get what they're going for and, and present the best version of it. He's like, he's like the underground Rick Rubin. Yeah. You know? <laughs> right? Like, he, he fucking nails it. Yeah. Well, and no pun intended. Yeah. Uh, no, no pun intended, indeed. Well, and the other thing I love about this record is I think it's what? It's like 10 songs and comes in at like clocks in at 20 minutes. So short. Yeah. I, uh, I think it's a total of 20 minutes or something like that. And I think there's one song on there that's uh, there's like a long song at the end. That's yeah, like six it's minutes a great long. Instrument. It's like, but it's all instrumental. Too. Yeah, it's not even. And it's really like two or three riffs that they just ride forever. Yeah. <laughs> and Kurt's like, no, no, no. Keep going. We're, we're going to go for four minutes. We're going to go for five minutes. We're going to make it. Yeah. I mean, technically, there's like only 13 minutes worth of songs on this record. It's like, holy shit. How's that possible? This is really, really an EP like the damn Gorguts album is longer than this and that's one song speaking of that Gorgut song didn't make your list oh man i totally forgot about that Gorgut's album <laughs> you're right that was yeah, a, I love a that good album. sign that's on everybody's man i mean that seems to be like uh everybody's all about that one. Oh, but everybody was all yeah, about no. it before the album even came out that's true well i really liked uh uh the la- i'm gonna be honest like I've, I've totally forgotten about it i've only listened to it a handful of times and I need to go back and listen to it more. But the last album that he did with, you know, the Destruct Me, the guys and whatever was 
one of the best things I've ever heard. It was just so it was it was an encyclopedia of, of extreme metal. Like they had yeah. every <laughs> subgenre covered and it was so like pristine, like perfection. And so I, de- I, I I'm gonna be honest, I need to spend a little more time with this EP before I can truly like call it one of my favorites, but I I definitely really like it. Well let's round out your top five here so far for twenty sixteen uh with uh entheos was on your on your list yeah my last one is yeah it's entheos with the infinite nothing and uh entheos is uh the new band from uh naveen k formerly of animals as leaders and uh animosity and evan brewer who was also an animosity with him mm-hmm. and they initially started the band with uh, frank costa who was the guitarist of animosity but i guess uh, they had some, I don't know, something happened, and, and so they got a new guitarist, and then that, some, something happened with that guy, and then they got another new guitarist uh, who's in there now. But the real star of this band is the vocalist, Chaney Crab. Uh, she is the like one of the most brutal deathcore, quote-unquote, vocalists out there, and she has the most amazing stage presence. It's so fun to watch this band live because... Uh, you can you can tell they're genuinely having fun and and she's like smiling while giving off the most guttural intense growls and I love it it's such a great juxtaposition yeah I was I was completely surprised uh, to see it has such a weird energy to it on stage versus uh, what you would expect because you would expect yeah. it to be kind of doomy and gloomy but it's uh, it's a whole different sort of uh, I don't know. I, I, uplifting. They're is very the, upbeat. Yeah, yeah. They're very upbeat on stage. Yeah, and it's 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 got a weird feel to it, but it matches kind of that funky sort of prog thing that they got going on. It's yeah. you know just it, it seems to match really well. And I, I think like the the ace in the hole for that band is really their drummer Naveen, who is one of the best drummers in heavy metal right now. One of the best modern drummers who is so like. I'm I'm ultimately very over deathcore. Like we get so many like you know unsigned underground bands asking for coverage, and they all sound like the same like good cop bad cop vocal yeah. or like that or like that Mitch Lucker like high scream low scream thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm over it. And I love that these guys are genuinely putting a new spin on deathcore, and they're throwing like and evan you know it's just such a great lineup like evan brewer is such an amazing bassist and the low end on this album is on like i never really pay attention to bass in deathcore but when evan brewer's you know doing it you gotta listen to it and so it's it's just a very fun album and also a pretty quick album i don't think it's as quick as the nails album but uh it's quick and it's fun and everybody is at the top of their game and i i'm really seeing big things for this band so uh, what are you expecting for the rest of the year? What other big ones are you looking toward that are coming out the rest of the year? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, well, I mean, Meshuggah is my favorite band ever. So <laughs> I'm definitely looking forward to that. Although, I mean, like, they're being kind of quiet, so I don't know if they're even going to, like, that might come out in the fall or the, the winter. Well, because they just announced that big box set or whatever, right? Didn't they do, yeah. do that thing today? Which is like, Yeah, there's a 25th anniversary box yeah. set. So I kind of feel like that might be, <laughs> that might be like them, they call the label and, and we're saying like, I don't know if we have enough time to finish this album this year, but if you guys want to put something out, you better get something together. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> beyond that, uh, I'm... 
I'm not. I won't say I'm looking forward to the new Metallica album, but I am certainly curious about it. Uh, I liked their last album, Death Magnetic, especially it was yeah. like compared to Saint Anger, you know. And there were definitely a few catchy songs. My main criticism with that album was just that like they really needed to edit themselves down. Like six minute songs should have been four minute songs. Yeah. But yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to the new Revocation album. I haven't heard the the full album yet it's coming out in like a month or two and those guys are the future of metal i know i said Amphios is the future of deathcore but revocation is going to be like one of the biggest bands in the world because they're they are for everybody they are the most inclusive metal band i've ever heard and they can open for any band they can open for a band like megadeth they can open for a band like uh, Opeth, they can open like any bit, like, and people will respond to their music because it is just traditional heavy metal in the best sense. Uh, and I feel like so many people have skipped over that band for so long, and it's such a shame that they have, even though they've seen them so many times on, like you said, opening slots. It just feels like everybody's like, "Oh, what's this band again?" And I'm like, uh, "Hopefully, they." Uh, I'm hoping that this record is the one that makes it, like slaps everybody in the face and goes. By the way, this has been here all along, and agreed. And people, you know what it back. is? I think it's just. I think it's just they're so consistent with their sound, and it's like every song sounds like a revocation song. They just need like that one big breakout hit, like maybe like a really good song with a fun music video that people share around, and then I think they can break through to that next level. Yeah, and I mean the first I, single. I think they need more banjos, <laughs> right? Yeah, or maybe like a baby metal collaboration. That there you go. Be. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and baby metal wasn't on your list. Oh, disappointment. Yeah. Uh, I liked it, but I mean, you know, I'm not, I, I'm all about baby metal. I, I think people who knock them just don't get it because baby metal is going to get so many young kids into heavy metal, which is so important for the future of the genre. Yeah. Uh, like, you know, uh, Michael Ackerfeld uh, of Opeth recently gave an interview where he said that like my daughter would only listen to one direction and all of these pop bands. And then I showed her baby metal and it was the first time that she enjoyed anything heavy, you know? Yeah. So I think that's like, that's really why they work so well. And I don't get why people are so up in arms about this band. Like they're not really metal heads. They're just, you know, who cares? <laughs> like it's fun. Like, Take a deep breath. People take their heavy metal way too seriously. They definitely do. Just not listed on Encyclopedia Metallum. <laughs> it's not. Then it's not real metal for sure. Uh, Rob, we uh, we appreciate you coming on, dude. How can uh, everybody find you on the old socials and everything? Oh sure. Well, uh, you know, uh, you can find me at Rob Injection. Uh, Robin, I'm basically Rob Injection on all social media: Twitter, Facebook, Snapchat, Instagram. If you want to stalk me, also you can hear my podcast. I also have a podcast. Indeed. You know, there's plenty of hours in the day, plenty of podcasts to listen to. The Metal Injection Livecast. Uh, the name is a little misleading because we kind of don't talk about metal too much. You guys, <laughs> you guys spend way more time an analyzing metal, whereas we like to take the more uh, making fun of metal approach and, and a, a metal heads perspective on the world news Indeed. type of thing and that airs live tuesday nights and then archive for download at metalinjection.net slash livecast and i started a new podcast where i interview metalheads about pro wrestling called the squared circle pit and that's just a passion project of mine because i just need more excuses to talk about wrestling and that's metalinjection.net slash squared circle pit 
Awesome. Well, let's uh, let's finish off this segment with uh, doing one from Mantar uh, from the Ode of the Flame record. It's Arab Arab Borealis is the name of the song. Yeah, yeah, Arab Borealis. Get into it and, and blast it. Sucks podcast today.
Fallujah right there from their Dreamless record, man. Oh, that's good stuff, dude. I That's on my list. I, I agree with Rob on that one for sure, dude. I was not totally sold at first, like uh, like I mentioned. It took me a few listens to warm up to it because I wasn't wasn't totally down and maybe it was maybe it was seeing them live with uh with black dahlia murder when i when they passed through austin maybe that was it you know catching live like did to turn the corner for me or something but yeah no dreamless great record man from fallujah on the metal sucks podcast good stuff yeah i i'm very optimistic for the year ahead uh you know the, the, this list that i've got i feel as good about it as i've felt about any mid-year list ever so that that, that just has the rest of 2016 the rest of the bands are really gonna have to step it up put out some awesome albums and there's a bunch of albums that we didn't even mention like the new lacuna coil it's freaking crazy it you great know? Record. yeah it really oh is oh my god you know and usually it's like the mid-year one is like you're able to talk about all the great ones it's the end of year one that's really tough and there's all this stuff that falls to the side but this year's so much good stuff yeah and i mean there is a lot of, and i had a lot of mentions on on twitter too of a bunch of different ones you know that were on ours uh you know the new discharge that was a pretty damn good record i mean I think everybody's Jones and for the new Gojira. Obviously, we talked about that with Rob uh, and what's going on there. I had a few people that liked the Deftones album, which I wasn't a huge fan of the Deftones record uh, overall. Uh, somebody who mentioned, uh, who was it, uh, Moontooth. I uh, had another mention of like Prong and some other stuff. But I think it's been a solid year so far. I don't feel like it's been heavy or light either way. You know, I don't, I don't feel overwhelmed with like, oh, my God, how am I going to narrow this list down? But I also feel like I wasn't scratching to find albums to like either you know what i'm saying it's like there was it was a pretty good balance so far in the first six months of the year you can follow me on spotify godless speaks i've got playlists on there of all sorts of stuff but i got my best of 2016 songs my best of 2016 albums 2015 2014 best of all times it's all there so you can hear all that stuff on on spotify that uh, on my playlist follow my playlist i'm adding all the time and if you ever want to catch me like you know playing this shit on the radio that's kind of cool i do that too on uh, friday nights even better at no control radio uh is my twitter for my radio show that i do terrestrial radio three hours worth of metal every friday night so there's that you can check out but uh make sure that you're subscribed to this podcast itunes stitcher google play wherever you get your podcast that way comes right to your device whatever it is leave us a couple of stars tell us that we suck we would appreciate it you can also find us on uh, social media i'm at bearded ape i am at godless speaks godless speaks on facebook and spotify at chuck and godless on instagram you can follow us there and chuckandgodless.com is our patreon if you want to support us we would appreciate it for sure so hook up with us uh, somehow and of course you know leave us messages let, let us know what you think about this uh, list if we're just completely off base have no idea what, what do you mean you totally forgot about this 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 feel free to tweet it to us and uh, and hit us up and let us know because you know we still haven't rounded out the entire year yet so there's definitely time to figure out what the top 20 for 2016 is going to be but you know it'll be november before you know it <laughs> it really will Where, how did it get to be june already i have no idea uh, tell you what so uh till next week i am chuck i'm godless and this is another episode of the metal sucks podcast You've been listening to the Jabberjaw Podcast Network, jabberjawmedia.com. Shh.